You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 60 with Minda Hearts. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Today's episode of the Trailblazers podcast is sponsored by the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, a national membership network that reminds us that there's no cavalry coming to save the day in our communities. We are the iconic leaders we've been waiting for, the curators of the change we're seeking to see. To learn more about groundbreaking work of the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, visit tbpod.com slash achievement. Hello and welcome to the Trailblazers podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hart. We're into the second week of Women's History Month at the time this episode goes live. And to show love, trailblazers.fm will explore and highlight amazing black women all month long. And so on today's episode, we're so very pleased. We're talking with a woman by the name of Minda Hartz. Minda is the founder of The Memo which is a career development company created to help women of color prepare for a seat at the table and be ready to crush it when she does. So in 2016, Minda was nominated as a change maker at the White House State of Women Summit. And in today's conversation, we talk about who the memo is for, how Minda is helping women of color to win in the workplace. And we talk about so much more. It's a terrific episode for all our trailblazer women looking to push through that ceiling at work. Guys, as always, I'm going to encourage you to share, tweet, email, open your cell phone right now, WhatsApp this episode to a friend, a family member, or a colleague who you think needs to hear this episode most. Hit us up. We're at TB Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And guys, go ahead, grab your notepad right now or open an Evernote and get set to hear today's conversation with our trailblazer, Minda Hearts. Minda, welcome to the podcast and thanks for being our featured guest. Hi, Stephen. It's a pleasure. And I know people are like, wait, heart, we're, we're not related, but that we know of. Okay. <laughs> My daughter, so. before every every interview, you know, for, for those listening, I do interviews at night. And so I'm oftentimes putting my daughter down. I have a six-year-old. And she always asks me, Who, who's going to be on the podcast today? And I say, I'm talking to Minda Hartz. And she's like, that's, that's close to our name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe somewhere along the line, we, we might be uh, Related. cousins or something. Yeah. <laughs> Your line dropped the hearts. You dropped the S, you know, and so mine kept moving. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's great to be here. Thank you. So, you know, we're celebrating Women's History Month. Uh, when this this interview goes live. And I'd love to start things off uh, by asking you to share some names of women who've inspired you. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, it, it's just awesome coming off of Black History Month and then moving right into women's history. So it's like you two for one deal. So I really enjoy that. Um, for me, my mom obviously is a, a trailblazer and um, just a dynamic woman. And so uh, everything starts with her um, because she gave me life, but also women that I um, look up to get inspiration from. 
are Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. You know, she started her career later in life. So it's never age is nothing but a number. And so she, she constantly is reminding me of that as I think about as I age, <laughs> that things still happen even when you least expect it. And um, another woman that I really um, admire is um, Tracy Ellis Ross, another yes. one that just continuously breaking glass ceilings. And I think that's really awesome. And then I have a lot of good girlfriends that, you know, ones that maybe you wouldn't read their names or, or Google them. You might not know them, but they're just really strong women, dedicated and focused with a lot of faith. And so shout outs to all the women just making moves and working really hard because we continue to inspire one another. That's how greatness happens. Yes. So doing my research about Minda, I happen to know you're a girl who who learned quite a bit from your grandma. Yes. <laughs> and, and obviously my grandmother, she's definitely um, a trailblazer. So uh, I'm, I'm thankful to still have her in my life as well. Minda, what's, what's been one of the lessons you learned from her that definitely will, you'll continue to pass along, you know, what she's taught throughout your life? You know, so sometimes as women, we can, sometimes we're viewed as caretakers. And so one of the things that she constantly told me growing up was that you come from a long line of caretakers, but don't care too much for someone else that you forget to care for yourself. Mm. And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't realize that advice till you later in life. And then she used to tell me uh, when I was younger, you know, when you're in school, you think, oh, you know, I'm so popular. I just want to be with the popular kids. And she said, you know, when you get older, popularity won't matter much. You'll be able to count all your good friends on probably one hand right. and, <laughs> and, and you do value those solid friendships. So, um, grandma has so many jewels. Yes. <laughs> A lot of wisdom right there. <laughs> in that one. Yes. Let me ask you, you know, what, what keeps you grounded today? I would say my faith in God. Um, I grew up as a PK's kid. And so, um, you know, faith was definitely the thing that kept all of us going. And even still as an entrepreneur, you know, you have those days where you want to bang your head against the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to, there's days you want to, you know, scream loud because of the wins or because of the losses. And I think faith is the only thing that keeps you pushing, knowing that you have a higher calling and knowing that the seeds that you're sowing have to produce, um, because that's what the, that's what the word says, you know, you sow your seeds and you will produce. So that's fundamentally how I live my life. So I keep sowing the seeds knowing that my harvest will come. Yes. Yes. So true. So let's talk a little bit about the memo. Maybe tell us a little bit about, about it and, and what you do in your day to day right now. Yes, absolutely. Well, the memo, um, as you mentioned, is a career development platform for women of color. And I started the memo because, um, working in corporate America, sometimes you get very lonely being the only woman and sometimes the only woman of color. And I thought, how could I give back to women of color to help us prepare for our seat at the table? Because many of us belong there. And um, sometimes we don't have the resources or the network uh, to be able to get there. And so I thought I want to be able to help women of color at every stage of their career, whether that's salary negotiation, career transitioning to etiquette. Like when you sit down at the table, I want you to be ready and confident because you feel like you're equipped. And so the platform allows uh, for on and offline career boot camps and uh, a community of and access because access is so important. And so um, the memo is there as a just another tool for the for your personal toolkit. 
right? You, you talk about the focus on women of color, but let's talk about the differences between a career development company like the memo and, and any other, right? What are some of the unique strategies that you might use to engage a woman of color to be able to prepare them to win in the workplace that maybe another career development agency just misses that mark? Right. That's a great question. Well, for starters, um, it's so being a woman of color, creating a platform for women of color and a lot of the Mm. other platforms are not created by women of color for women of color. It's maybe someone um, that doesn't look like you telling you what you need to do to get to the C-suite. And so I think it's so... (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that something? (laughs) And, you know, not for nothing, for many years in my career, those were the platforms I went to because they had really great advice, really great content, great events, but you still fill a void because you're like, okay, well, this is great, but... You don't look like me and our challenges are a little bit different. So I can take certain things out of here. But realistically, you know, for example, um, one time I went to uh, an event, uh, a fundraiser, and I went to the fundraiser. I was the only person of color there that wasn't serving. But when I showed up to the event, the doorman thought I was the server and he sent me around back to the service entry way. And, (laughs) but I didn't realize that's what he was doing till I got back there. I was like, Oh my God. But these are the types of things that happen in our career that sometimes a, a white founder would not be able to speak to. They can empathize, but when these certain things happen, these biases take place. It's great for women to be able to talk about that in a setting where you can say, Oh yeah, me too. And not, in a victimized type of way, but how we can, we know what those biases feel like. So we can talk about those things candidly. And so just having a voice, having a space that you feel safe to be able to talk about the the hard stuff, but also um, talk about the great stuff. And so I think that's one of our unique properties to the memo, just having that space for women of color and to having the network, because some of our counterparts that are not of color, they have these really great networks. And so leveraging our network is so important. So bringing women together where we can just continue to help each other and create more seats for each other is so important. Really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and there's some some good nuggets in what you just said. And I'm going to come back to that in a second. But I wanted to switch gears. And it, first off, how long have has the memo been in business? So the memo has been in business I w- two years. Nice, yes. nice. Congrats. Thank you very much. So in that time, you you've, as, as you shared uh, a couple of minutes ago, you've certainly had your share of unex- unexpected roadblocks, right? And, <laughs> and, uh, and oftentimes for an entrepreneur, they come at the most unexpected times, right? Yes. What have been some of the failures that almost made you second guess your purpose and direction with a platform? That You know, it's funny. When I first started the platform, I thought, okay, well, I think so. One of the big things is when the salary conversation arises, Stephen, they say, Women make 77 cents on the dollar. Well, that's not true for all women. Women of color start anywhere from 54 to 64 cents. So Caucasian women make 77 cents on the dollar. So we're left out of the conversation, period. So when you say hidden figures, we're not even, we're just thrown in this like big ambiguous space of women. And so I thought, you know, that's unfortunate. And I want to be able to talk about that voice, right? So when I started going to investors and talking to them about the memo, they just didn't get it. They're like, well, there's all all these other career development platforms out there. Why can't you guys just use that? And so Mm. after hearing that, them not understanding what 
having no seats at the table look like, I decided that, okay, I'm going to fund this myself. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to bootstrap. And so for a long time, I was hearing this, no, 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 it's not going to work. You don't need it. Just plug into what's already there. And so you do start to second guess yourself. Like, am I going to be able to break in? But I knew from how I felt in others that I've met throughout the years that we do need a space and um, one that's just as prominent as any other space out there. And so I knew I was onto something and that's where that faith had to kick in. You know, my mother used to always say, don't worry about what anybody else thinks as long as you know. And so I can having to remind myself as long as I know and and keep it moving. But when you hear people, investors, right, that can make or break a situation, when you think about it sometimes, and I just had to move past it. I mean, that's hard hearing no. Why, Why do we need that? And even some of the career development platforms that I went to just for advice, they were saying, well, you know, why, why is this necessary? Mm-hmm. So it's a, so again, it reminded me, okay, I have to keep moving. But I think funding and access to capital is always when it comes to being a, a founder of color. Right. It's, it's always tough being able to, to, to get through those, those failures and come out the other side and, and process those lessons. Right. But it, it helps to mold you uh, as you, as you go on and, and you, you grow that tough shell. You know, I'm curious to know who is the memo for, I know it's for women of color, but are there specific age ranges that you're focused on reaching? So when I started uh, the memo along with my co-founder, Lauren, I thought, okay, well, I think women, I think women of color need these boot camps, but I don't know for sure. So we prototyped for a whole year uh, in different cities doing pop-up career boot camps, and what we found that ninety percent of the women coming to the career boot camps were African American women, and then um, from there it was Asian and Latino, oh, Latina. I'm sorry, and so uh, from there we just started to make our voice more intentional so that there was a space for women of color. But it's interesting. We have women from entry level in their career all the way to mid career women. So that could be your early twenties up to your fifties because, you know, the career, the workspace is changing and you know, what worked uh, for you maybe 40 years ago, you have to relearn some of the the ways to network and uh, new resume techniques and things of the sort. So we see women from all age ranges. And I think it's really important because at a boot camp, you might have a 25 year old and you might have a 45 year old. And that in and of itself is awesome because now we're engaging intersectionality, I'm sorry, intersectionality and the generation gap. So we're bringing both parties together so that they can learn from one another. So let's talk about the importance of your community and women who you work with, maybe seeing someone that looks like them actually make it. Yeah, it's amazing because even in so some of the boot camps lead and I tell my story how, you know, being a first generation college student and moving up into up the corporate ladder. And so I was so surprised by how many of the women that attend were just inspired by my story and and where I've traveled uh, to in my career and some of the ups and downs. But to see somebody who's who's, quote unquote, made it. And then we bring in other women that are influencers, you know, partners at Goldman Sachs, um, some of the top law firms in New York. Uh, We bring in. um, Executives so that they could see what it looks like to be in the C-suite. They get to 
have intimate conversations with these women because I mentioned before community and access are so important. So you could follow someone on Twitter and that's great. But what about being in the same room with them, having that access? And so with the community that we're building now, we're even having some companies start to reach out to us and say, we know that you're training a whole lot of women of color. We have a couple of positions available and we'd love for you to tell your, your community. Mm. And, and that's important, just the same, having those opportunities so um, is key. So how do you actually manage this? Uh, is it, do you have like a digital community that kind of helps each other out, like a, you know, a Facebook group set up? Yeah, so we do have a private Facebook group, and then we also have this membership platform so Got it. Uh, w- women can connect that way. So you, talk, you were touching on this just a minute ago, you know, you're helping them to kind of get that exposure, right? How does that impact their confidence and, and their beliefs? So that's one of the, I think that's another thing that comes out of it is the confidence level. I I recently had one of our um, members, I call her family now because, you know, she's been coming to our boot camps for uh, for a while now. And when she first came, she was very shy, very Mm. timid. And now I see her and she, she goes to networking events. She, Mm. she's, uh, you know, working the room and it was so wonderful the last time that I saw her at one of our events and she came up and she said, you know, I'm just so thankful that I had the memo. It was there for us, there for me when I needed it most. And the main thing, it helped me with my confidence. And I think when you are with other women that look like you that are striving for the same thing, you can't help but feel inspired. Mm-hmm. Yes. How can we both men and women, I didn't know your focus is on the women, but, you know, how can we begin to invest in ourselves? Investment in yourself is really great. I like to say that we are the architects of our life. So no matter what it is, we get to build it. You know, we have the control, we have the blueprint and and we can do that. And uh, at the memo, we do focus on women, but we do corporate workshops, uh, unisex workshops. And I always tell men and women that it's important to invest in yourself, even if it takes you paying a little more for that. So maybe your company may or may not have a professional development fund for you to tap into leadership resources or professional development resources, but find those opportunities like career boot camps or meetup groups so that you can invest in yourself. If you see that you have an area that you need help on, so say public speaking, you want to be a, uh, the next Tony Robbins, right? Well, it's probably, gonna, but you're a little shy. So it's going to take an investment in yourself to take some of those courses, uh, to join Toastmasters or things like that, to be able to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. Yes. So true. You know, I like to tell people everything I've ever done in life, I have taught myself how to do. It wasn't anything I learned in college, you know, and even this podcast is a is a a, a testimony for that. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> and and like you just said, you know, I actually one of my biggest hang ups is I say, you know, like 500 times in an interview <laughs> and it drives me crazy, but I keep pushing through it. And, you know, I've developed over time. I've done the Toastmasters for about a year and actually want to get back into it right now. But it's so important that we take that time to really focus on building and, and developing um, in, in whatever way we, we would like to that would kind of help us move towards our purpose and, and something that we might have a passion in once we get that confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you maybe, you know, sprinkle some of that black girl magic right now and, and <laughs> maybe, prov- <laughs> maybe provide us um, some, some career development tips that we can begin to take action on right now. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, so I'm sprinkling uh, like a, like a, sal- a salt shaker over That's here. Right. I, <laughs> you know, I there's a quote that I really like by Audrey Lord. She said, "I am deliberate and afraid of nothing." And I think if we think about our career or our passions that way, our passion leads to our purpose. So finding a way, as you said, to invest in yourself. Uh, even if it's just an hour a day doing that, whatever that is to you, physically, mentally, spiritually, it's important that we feed our souls and our mind and our spirit. And so be deliberate and, and have no fear. And I know that sounds very cliche, but I think we have to, because we are the curators of our own career, we have to take it by the reins and leverage our networks. So this is important. Leveraging your networks. Um, Malcolm Gladwell ha- has a book called The Tipping Point, and he talks about <laughs> mavens and salesmen yes. and connectors. Find out who in your network fall within those three categories and figure out what your ask is of them that would help you move your goal forward. That might be a new job. That might be starting a podcast that, you know, it, it may be. Uh, learning how to save more, but you, I definitely encourage everybody to read that book. And having a, a, a network is so important because as a student once told me at a career development workshop, your network is your net worth. She yes. said, <laughs> and that's important. And so I would say leverage your network. And then also to, I would say, um, always be ready. Um, I, I tell people at the boot camp, never give anybody a reason to tell you no, mm. because you weren't, because you weren't ready. Yeah. As you mentioned, if someone says, hey, Stephen, I want you to speak on this panel next week for Forbes. Well, if you're nervous and scared and you know that that's something that is hard for you to do, but you say, wow, I have this awesome opportunity and I'm going to have to say say no, maybe because I'm not ready. So always stay ready. That means resume ready. Uh, have it updated because you never know when someone's going to say, hey, I got this opportunity, shoot me over your resume. And if you have this dated like 1999 resume with how many words per minute you used to type, <laughs> that's not going to help you. You yes. know, <laughs> that's not the way. So leverage your network, stay ready. And um, yeah, and that those two things will go a long way. You know, two very, very important points right there. And, and to, to add to that resume piece as a branding and marketing person and and also a podcaster today, I can't stress how important it is to have your, your resume isn't just an eight and a half by 11 anymore. You know, you have a digital presence that someone will look you up. Someone will Google you. Someone will go to your LinkedIn, uh, you know, and, and, and look to see what else they can find out about you. And all too often, Minda, you know, I, I think that people lose sight of that, right? They think, I oh, agree. you know, I, I don't need to to utilize LinkedIn. 80, 90 percent of recruiters are going there immediately if they have an interest in you. So you, you kind of have to think ahead and be prepared for that, as you were saying just a minute ago. Yeah, absolutely. I can't remember the last time somebody asked me to send me their re- for me to send their resume to me, but they're always asking me, send me your LinkedIn or send me your, you know, your your online calling card. So as you said, it's really important to keep that up. And if you have a passion or an area that you're interested in getting involved in, make a quick website, you know, your name, your picture, a bio, just have something that people can go to and, um, you know, give yourself 30, 60, 90 day goals of accountability. You know, you may not, I think that's important too. Sometimes we have to be our own accountability partners. Absolutely. So, you know, we're still in the early parts of this year and I'm curious to know, you know, what's one of your biggest challenges that you're working hard to conquer, uh, you know, for the memo? 
Yeah, well, as you know, entrepreneurship, there's always a few, a, a few things you can choose from. But I think the challenge right now is just getting the word out there more. I mean, we have a nice platform um, of subscribers, but and, and it's been really built by word of mouth, which has been great. But I think the main thing is expanding our reach. Right. And so scale. the challenge is around that to scale. So for us, it's just that extra press or opportunities like you know, being on podcasts like yours is always good just to uh, let, let women know that there's a place for them. And if you're feeling alone or you, you need some extra tweaks or enhancement or you just want a, a network that looks like you that you could tap into knowing that that's available to you. Because once people find out about us, um, they always come back right. to the next boot camp and the next event. And it's just knowing that the space exists. And I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs always, you know, that's one challenge that you bump your head up against the wall on often. So you say you traveled to different cities. What are some of the cities that you you're going to be in this year? Yeah. So we do boot camps. Um, as I mentioned, we do them on and offline, but we do them in New York, um, California, San Francisco and Los Angeles, North Carolina, Atlanta, and coming to a city near you, if you're listening <laughs> and you need a, <laughs> and you want the memo to come to you. And we also do um, career readiness boot camps at HBCUs for nice. women in their their last two years of college because it's important for them to have a network that they can tap into when they graduate, but also um, taking that practice versus theory so that when they do get in the workforce, they really know what to expect. Right, right. That's that's great. I'm sure you're going to tell us at the end where we can learn more about that. But, you know, before we before we wrap up here, you know, I saw that you you volunteer with Women's Shelter and with the New York Junior League. And I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, why it's so important to you to to volunteer and give back. Yeah, giving back is so, so important. I feel like that's my way of sowing seeds in, in different people and communities' lives. I, I started volunteering, oh my gosh, when I was a, a teenager, my first volunteer experience was, <laughs> I don't even know if they have these anymore, so maybe I'm dating myself, but a candy striper uh, at the hospital. <laughs> and so uh, it's always been important for me to to give back. And um, I, I get so much, I get so much joy. Uh, two very important things that I do here in New York is uh, work with women who are formerly incarcerated and so helping mm. them prepare for mock interviews and update their resumes and you know one woman once said to me she was in the healthcare field um, before she was incarcerated and she said you know I just don't feel like I like I can do this and I said you know what tell me one of your wins before you went into um, prison, what was a win that you were proud of in your career? And she said, well, I was the employee of the year five times. I said, girl, when they tell you, tell me more about yourself, you better tell them about that because right. that's important. I said, I've never been employee of the year, you know, so just right. reminding people and inspiring them is important and reminding us that we all have something good inside and, and how do we frame that and how do we tell that story? So I'm getting back from them just as much as they get back from me. And so that's important. That's the biggest thing for me about volunteering, right? You, you, yeah. you, you initiate the action to pour into someone else, but you end up getting so much, you feel like you got so much more than you were able to give in the Absolutely. end of it. As an entrepreneur, some, some might say, well, you know, when do you find time? Right. But you, <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it, 
you, you make that time and, and it creates such a, a great balance, right? Um, from yes. all the other noise that you have happening. Um, you hit it on the head, the noise. I mean, I, so yes, you know, you're working, burning the midnight oil, but I try to always keep that space open because uh, that's, that's my downtime. That's my time where, um, where, where they're the star and I get to see them shine. And so that's important for me. Yes. Minda, I'd love to to have you give us some resource gems before you go. What's what's a book that you've read that you couldn't put down and, you know, you, you found it tremendously useful? Uh, you know, a book that I really, really enjoy is um, uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. You know, you're the second person inside of a week <laughs> that has mentioned this book. Yes, uh, that is like a, a Bible for business. It's such a a handy thing from entrepreneurship to work-life balance to relationships. Everything is in this book. It's very thick, uh, but it's worth it. And you have so many great businessmen and women and athletes talking about how they train and just, it's so insightful. And I think especially for an entrepreneur or anyone with passion to excel in a certain area, it's very helpful. So I would say that book and also being organized, I think, there's so much going on in the world now, Stephen, that it's easy to just um, not be as organized as we'd like to be. And so utilizing those tools, organizational tools to help us stay on track and keep us accountable. So like Trello or Evernote, uh, you can download those on your iPhone and uh, those are really helpful and they keep me uh, in check uh, from day to day, and girl, so those trailblazers, <laughs> trailblazers podcast. Tired of hearing about Evernote. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's the go-to? <laughs> that's that's my. That's my <laughs> it's uh, helpful. I mean, you got to go with what what works, and okay. I think you know. And hey, I'm still kind of an old school girl, so I use a lot of sticky notes and paper. Yeah. Um. So you have to find what works for you. Absolutely, absolutely. So last last question. I'd love to have you share one thing our our aspiring trailblazers um, should maybe look to put into action this week to help them blaze their trail. Yeah, that's a great, you know, what I would start with is enhancing your elevator pitch or creating a pitch Mm. because that is really important because that is your introduction to, that's where people get to see you and get to know you and and you got to give them something that makes them want to find out more about you. So if you don't have an elevator pitch, I, you know, that's a one one minute pitch about who you are, where you're going, where you're from. And um, I don't know if for me, it's, it's just important that you have that. So if you're at a networking event, you're in an elevator, it's that quick, quick and dirty about yourself that would want someone make someone want to know more about you. So I think this week. Make sure that you get your elevator pitch. You can Google elevator pitch. There's so many different resources out there, um, videos to read, but you should have one. If you don't have one, get one. And um, kind of a funny thing is for those who just want kind of a laugh, if if you've heard of Jay-Z, the rapper, he has a song called um, Public Service service announcement and in like 60 seconds he tells you where he's from where he's been who he's dating and those are kind of the kind of things in a fun way that's like an elevator pitch but you want it to be catchy you want it to be inspirational um you just want people to have a sample but they want more so get yourself an elevator pitch or enhance it keep perfecting it that's what i was just gonna say you know and to that point you know i am one in evernote uh, whenever I'm I'm working on a new brand or I'm working on a pitch, I usually start with just brainstorming 
everything I can, like doing a, a brain dump in an Evernote. And over time, and I'm somebody that will take time to finesse and kind of work through it. But I do a brain dump at first and eventually just start, t- you know, I, over time, I just take away and just keep looking to 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 use less words to, to get that same message out and just basically take it all the way down till I have a sentence or two that, you know, and a paragraph and, you know, depending on <laughs> depending on the level at which I want to deliver that. Right. But yeah, it, it, it really helps you to to look at the big picture and then kind of drill down to to the meat in the pie. Exactly. Just like you said. So there's a one minute pitch you should have maybe that you would do in a quick elevator. There's a five minute that you might do at a dinner party or cocktail party and then a 15 minute pitch would be maybe a short talk interview or or pitching your idea. So having those three and refining them the way that you said is, is perfect. And another thing, Stephen, I would encourage people to do is on their cell phones, put the video on them, like, and, practice your pitch. So that's the way you pitch. So I would say just get your cell phone and just do a raw and dirty one of just what's in your mind. And then second time around, write it out like you did in Evernote and then record yourself doing it that way and see which one works better and keep refining that. And when you see yourself doing it, it's, it's very sobering. <laughs> Makes you want to enhance and perfect it. <laughs> I tell you, I've been trying to get myself accustomed to doing more video and it's been the challenge of my year. But I spent 30 bucks buying a tripod, a full full height tripod and a $5 adapter for my iPhone and put my iPhone on a tripod and get out, get away from it and actually practice talking on video on my phone. It's not something for Facebook Live or Insta Stories, <laughs> right? But I've been practicing, you know, and getting comfortable with video, right? And I encourage people to do that because, I mean, we're, we're in that age, right? Uh, you, you have to get comfortable talking in, in front of a crowd. And eventually the, the likelihood is you're going to have to at some point be comfortable talking on video, depending on your, your profession, right? But a- Absolutely, yes. Minda, I had so much fun talking with you. Thank you so much for being our guest on the podcast. Before we wrap up, I would love to invite you to to tell us how we can stay connected to you and learn a little bit more about the memo. Yes, please. Um, Thank you so much, Stephen. I thank you for the work that you're doing with this podcast series. It's so important. And uh, to find us, it's myweeklymemo.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook on the same handle. And you can find me on Twitter at Minda Hearts. So thank you. And she'll tweet back. (laughs) I do do tweet back. I do tweet back. That's what it's there for. So, you know, let's engage. (laughs) Absolutely. Minda, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. Have a great night. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved 
to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.